Pass First Point Guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. Make sure if you're listening to the show and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, head on over to the YouTube channel right now. Just search Locked On Blazers, smash that subscribe button. We'd love to have you join. You can watch this show five days a week for free on YouTube. It's also available wherever you get podcasts. So make sure you are listening and making it your first listen every day. Make Lockdown Blazers part of your routine. It's the only Trailblazers podcast. So stay abreast of the team. Know what there is to know every morning. Start make this make this show your first listen. We got a, a lot to talk about in today's show. The Blazers lost to the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte, the first game of a three-game roadie, their first extended road trip of the year. Charlotte, Philly, and then they uh, Philly tomorrow night, and then they close out things with uh, Cleveland on Wednesday. And the things started off with a loss. They're now 0-2 on the road. Um, Dame didn't shoot well. The third quarter got away from with turnovers, and they couldn't get back in it in the final seven minutes. There was no opportunity for them to come up clutch because they couldn't get to clutch time. Let's talk about all of that, but first, this is the fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose this game 125-113. They led by two after one and seven at the break, led by Anthony Simons, 12 points. He hit four of five three-pointers and gave the Blazers a little, a little lead at halftime. They looked like they were in good shape. But then the third quarter came. Charlotte outscored Portland 36-28 in the third quarter to seize the lead that they would never give back. LaMelo Ball had 11 of 27 points in the third quarter, and Charlotte led 89-88 heading into the fourth uh, the, the Hornets basically closed this game with a little mini run over the first four minutes or first five minutes of the fourth quarter. They outscored the Blazers 18 to nine in that stretch with a chance the Blazers, you know, down one and a chance to make it a game. Instead, they find themselves down 10 with uh, seven minutes to go. And they never got closer than six in the final seven minutes. The NBA scores clutch games that are within five in the final five minutes. This was not a clutch game. The, ba- the Blazers never gave themselves a chance to come up clutch. LaMelo Ball had a game high 27 to go with nine boards and seven dimes. Kelly Oubre, 26 points and six threes. He was the difference. He had as many threes, six, as Damian Lord and CJ McCollum had combined. Yikes. Uh, Miles Bridges, 19 points and nine assists. Just an awesome game for Miles Bridges for the Charlotte. On the Blazers' side, CJ McCollum led the way, 25 points and eight assists. He was 10 of 24 from the floor. Not a good shooting night, but uh, they didn't get a lot of other juice. They got 19 points from Anthony Simons off the bench, but he didn't play down the stretch. They elected to go with a potentially better defensive group, and it didn't work. And Damian Lord, who we'll talk about later in the show, 14 points on 5 of 20 shooting, 2 of 14 from 3, including a late air ball that pretty much sealed it. Dame air balls, Kelly Oubre hits a 3 ball game. That's your fastest recap in the West. Man, oh man, the Blazers continue to have... You know, they, they're they're an undulating group, up and down. They're coming in waves. And and after a couple games where they looked good, really, really good wins over Memphis and, and the Los Angeles Clippers, two teams that are going to battle for playoff spots in the West, they go on the road to a, a good Charlotte team. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think this is like a championship-level team, right? But like a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot in, the Eastern, in, the, in a tough Eastern Conference. And uh, they fell apart in that third quarter and lost the game. Um I kind of want to talk about that third quarter. I want to talk a little about Dame shooting. And I want to, like, in general, 
I don't think this is like a super troubling loss, but it was just another, it's kind of a reminder of, of, of um, this team's vulnerabilities. Some of the vulnerabilities that Charlotte shot really well. Um, it is indeed a make or miss league and Charlotte just made a whole bunch of three pointers. Uh, you know, they go 20 of 42 from three, they shoot 47% from, you know, basically 48% from the three point range. That right there is the difference of the ball game, but um, some of that is functional, right? Like they got clean looks. I thought in the first half they did a really good job of of reading the Blazers' help defense and getting the corner three pointers they wanted. Those are good shots. You generate good shots, they're more likely to go in. Uh, some of it is luck. All of shooting is luck, but like it's a function of it. But let let's start talking about the third quarter because that's when really things un- unraveled in this one, and then we'll kind of unpack the rest of it. But in general, I want to say up front, and I'll and I'll close the show with this as well. It's like this is not. I I would say this was a, a bad like a not a good not a good loss, but not I'm not like um no panic button yet. Still still I'm still early. It's early caveat for sure. Even though if there was some um some limitations that the Blazers exposed in this one, but the third quarter was when this game got away and. Look, the, the key to this game was going to be to keep the Hornets out of transition. And uh, in the first half, the Blazers only turned the ball over five times. They only gave up two transition points, and they were in it, right? Like, they they have a comfortable lead, and, and CJ hasn't really gotten going, and uh, and, and Norman and uh, and Dame and, and Yusuf Nurkic really haven't gotten going. Like, you're like, okay, really only Ant has, has had, you know, there were some nice offensive moments from CJ and Norm, but like, you know, hey, we're they could still get in this because like they haven't got their horses running yet, but, and, and they're, and they're winning, like they're in a good spot. But then in the third quarter, they turned the ball over five times. They had five turnovers in the whole first half. They had five turnovers in the third quarter. Um, you know, then the second half, they gave up fast break points, only 12, but like after just two in the first half, 12 in the second half, like that's, that's how the, that's how, that's how you go from winning to losing. The game kind of got away from LaMelo ball hit some, hit some shots and, and just played fast. And I think more than like the statistical stuff, just the, um, just keeping the, the Hornets out of the paint, just, just keeping slowing down, even if it wasn't in tr- like true transition, because not, if you score, no matter how fast the other team goes, that's, that doesn't get counted as a transition bucket, but that is still for my money transition defense, even if it's not scored the same way. And like even the, uh, hustle box score on nba.com or whatever you're whatever you're charting but like i don't think they kept the ball out of the paint well at all and we don't keep the ball out of the paint you got to rotate you got to scramble and you and you get caught uh, and the first half was more it was over helping it was like they were loading up on pick and roll actions and the and the hornets were like be, finding the guy the like pre-rotated guy in the corner shooter on the weak side when the when the defense was too far and when i mean pre-rotated i'm saying as the action comes instead of you, you kind of just come early on the help and they were too early on the help and the and the you know, Lamella ball can really pass and he, he beat him up. Um, in the second half, I thought it was just, it was just turnovers and just keeping guys out of the rim, like keeping guys right off the rim. Um, some of this is, is who the Blazers are. Um, and like when you have Miles Bridges and, and Oubre and Oubre shot incredibly well, he's not, he's, he shot better than he's, he's probably capable of. Um, but like, uh, that size, I think bothered them. Um, uh, I thought Norman Powell did an okay job on, on, on Gordon Hayward, but, um, when they went, when the, uh, Hornets went small and they had PJ Washington just spreading the Blazers out, um, and, and sort of the size and the, and the athletes they were able to put on the court, the Blazers couldn't, couldn't match that. So we'll talk about that a little in the, to close the show, but, um, the third quarter is just like, this is kind of going to be who they are. Like, um, they're this was not a good defensive game for them. The first half wasn't a good defensive game, but they were in a good position And this. And then the second half, they kind of fed into their bad defense by turning the ball over a handful of times. 
Um, like this is who they are is they, they, they need to be a low turnover team. And some of us, they need to shoot. Well, they, they, they shot pretty well in the first half and they didn't shoot well in the third quarter. Like it's like, again, some, some of this is, is bad luck, but that that's, you know, we're talking when we're talking one game and a game recap, this, the sample size is literally one. So like, some of it is bad shooting luck, but some of it is just bad defense. I thought different flavors of bad defense in each half, and particularly in that third quarter and to open the fourth quarter, just just keeping guys out in front of you, let them get to the rim. If you let them get, and if you let them get all the way to the rim, um, you know, bad things happen. Whether they get a layup and they score, or they're able to to kick out and then find a second drive, and it's the second drive now that you're scrambling that you can't stop, or you give up an offensive rebound or whatever it is. Um, I I thought that just sort of keeping dudes in front of you as the basic keep keep your man between you and the basket aspects of the Blazers defense was bad in the third quarter and that was a difference they were sloppy in the third um their offense never got going and and when their offense didn't get going their defense didn't like rise to the occasion but this team is built as much as they want to talk about defense and that improvement and all those things uh coming into the game they were uh, according to cleanglass.com they were sixth in offense and tenth in defense incredible one of three teams or four teams in the league that had top 10 offense top 10 defense through five games yay looks good but then you, you like this team is built to be a good offensive team. They're built to have the offense lead the way. Um, and, and the defense wasn't there tonight and you saw what that looks like, but the offense was also bad. And so much of their struggles are just that this group is built to be as good as Dame is right. Like they're, they're deeper than they've been. Um, I thought Larry Nance gave the Blazers good minutes. I thought Amphrey Simons gave the Blazers good minutes, uh, at least certainly offensively gave the Blazers really good minutes. Uh, Cody Zeller again got had to get stitches in this game. Um, unbelievable how many times I, my man gets hit in the face. Uh, my uncle, who was a North Carolinian and, and like a pseudo Hornets fan, sort of a Hornets fan, a Hornets follower for sure, um, joked before the game if Cody Zeller was going to break his nose for old time's sake and the man literally cut his brow open in the first quarter. So shout out to my uncle Matt who saw this coming but like the blazers like uh, the blazers got okay okay uh performances or okay contributions from their depth like that's i don't think that was the big problem but this this thing this this boat is built to be captained by damian lord it's built to be run by uh, him as a star and he is now in the midst of one of the worst shooting slumps in his career and in the second quarter i got some numbers for you about dame's shooting woes i it looked like he was he was trending out of it after last game and he's right back in it in this one so in the second segment let's talk a little bit about damien lord shooting woes uh it's it's not the only thing wrong with the blazers but it's certainly um it's it's a big part of the story and we need to talk about it um i wish we could talk about dame you know busting out of it i'm ready to talk about the ticking time bomb but we will just um we will just have to wait but first, before we do that, let's talk about Indeed. Uh, it's the hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all. Attract, interview, hire, all on Indeed. It's, listen, it's it's a powerful hiring tool and it's actually all of the powerful hiring tools all in one that's what makes it so wonderful so don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates indeed can help you hire the right people right now indeed partners with you on every step of that hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like indeed's instant match assessments and virtual interviews with instant match as soon as you sponsor a post on indeed.com you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job job description and you can even invite them to apply right away it's as simple as that 
fact. With Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to the Indeed data. And candidates you invite to apply through the Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search, according to Indeed's internal data. So... Get started right now with a $75 job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's show is also brought to you by DirecTV. Listen, in 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 the mod in our modern world, you know the struggle. You got a million logins to dr- to juggle, and you got two or three different devices. Where oh, we watch this on this device and this on the other. Let me grab the remote. Let me grab this. Get rid of the hassle. Use this simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all the hassle. It's finally your chance to get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, all the TV shows you love all in one place. So that means you don't got to juggle the remotes. You don't got to switch between devices. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get all your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. So we talked about the Blazers, a third quarter, a third quarter, second half meltdown. The, the, from the start of the, of the third quarter to the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, the Blazers lost the game in 17 short minutes. They were in it and then they weren't and they never got close. But like I said in the first segment, so much of this engine is 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 going to be powered by Damian Lillard shooting. There are other problems. I do not want to pin this all on Damian Lillard. Robert Covington is not having a good start to the year. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic has been up and down, and they couldn't play him at crunch time because the lineup didn't fit him. Um, Norman Powell has you know has missed time, and and while today I think Norm was uh, was was mostly fine, he also did not shoot well. Six of six of fifteen for uh, fourteen points, like. This was, um, you know, it's not all, it's not all on Dame. Uh, CJ didn't shoot well, right? Like neither of the guards shot well. CJ had a little more like prolific game because um, he, he got more shots up and he made two more threes, right? But like, um, it's, Dame just isn't shooting well. He's still having a pretty good floor game, quite frankly. Like, you know, he had 12 dimes in this one. I thought he ran the offense well in the, in the first half, but he's struggling. He's 13 of 56 now from three-point range. That's 23%. And this, ladies and gentlemen, now that we are in six six games, dear, dear listeners, we're six games into this thing. We're basically approaching the worst shooting stretch of Damian Lord's career. Basically the worst shooting stretch of his entire career. The only one that compares is during his third season in the NBA from November 28th to December 10th, 2014. Shot nine of 48 across seven games for 18.5%. So we're talking, he's been a little better. You know, he just like, you just shoot more threes uh, in 2021 than he did in 2014. It's a change, a change in role and change in like style, right? So he's already surpassed uh, the, you know, way past the attempts and way past the makes. But you got to go back a long way 
for Dame to have this bad of a stretch where he shot under 25% from three for six or more games. It just doesn't happen. He's had a bunch of streaks where he's had three or four games like this, a bunch of streaks where he's been, um, you know, it's just the randomness of NBA shooting, right? Is like he's even he is who's a, a pretty darn good shooter, right? Like one of one of the very good ones that is in this league. Um, you know, three, four games, you can say, yeah, you're just missing shots. And I, I really do believe some of it is that, and some of it is because it's happening now. You know, he went five for seven in the last game, right? But um, other than that, he has really struggled. Like uh, you take out those and he's he's eight for 47 from deep. Um, if, you, if, you, if, if you take out those, excuse me, eight for 49 from deep, if you take out those threes. Yikes, that's that's not a good that's not a good run. Um and, and you don't take them out. Like that is kind of like a stupid way to do the math, right? But this is right now you are looking at as you watch Damian Lord, the the second worst shooting stretch of his career and the worst shooting stretch he's had in seven seasons. These numbers are courtesy of Stathead, which is like the um, stat service provided by basketball reference and sportsreference.com. Thank you to the good people at sports reference for, al- for allowing me to have access to this data um, or whatever um, for having this data available online. It's uh, it's, this is as bad as we've seen Dame shoot. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I think the basic premise is Damon Lode is missing shots he can make. There's other stuff. The offense is new. Um, I think a little bit too much is being made of how how different Dame's role is um, and how much the off-the-ball stuff is making him shoot bricks. Yes, it is new. But they've also given him the chance to match up Hunt and go get it, and he's missed shots off the dribble that he can make. He's shooting really poorly on pull-up threes this year. He's shooting below, um, you know, well below his his career average, and certainly the last three years when he's like since 2018 when he's just taken off as a pull-up jump shooter, way below that. Um, you know, he's a guy who's going to flirt with 40% shooting from three on on you know eight, nine, ten attempts a game, and he's shooting 23% from three, like. This is this is what it is. He's having he's 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 mired in one of the worst shooting slumps of his career. So I do think part of it is the new system, right? But I don't. I think if you say, oh, he's just adjusting to Chauncey's system, you're you're denying the like what your eyeballs have seen, which is him miss shots he can make. Some of it is that le- the shooting is down across the league. Defenses are better. Um, there's like at taking away threes. We've pro- we've kind of maybe gotten to a point uh, as as NBA offenses where. Um, we've we people have pushed the sort of the envelope as far as it can go in terms of three-point shooting and defenses have have responded there's a new basketball uh maybe the new basketball is making people shoot a little bit less all of the all of these things right like all of it um new system like defense across the league new basketball kind of maybe like a very small percentage and just bad luck like all of it goes into it if you want to pin it on one thing you're not sort of understanding the nuances of the game and you're being you're you're limiting yourself to considering all of the parts and if you consider all the parts you can understand how we get here this you know i've been saying it a bunch like oh i'm not worried but it's troubling i'm a little worried now like six games in and and the way this one ended with um you know an an air ball from the right wing it's like okay this isn't like just, you know, oh man, his touch is a little bit off. That That's like an ugly, gross miss. Um, you know, I had Jason Quick in the show last week and he's he's emphatic as as best reporter covering the team. I was going to be the show later this week too. Make sure you catch it. But like emphatic that Dame's not injured. He dealt with a little hand thing um, and he's over that. And, and, and Dame has been upfront about saying that his... Um, the abdominal thing was something he dealt with back with the with uh, the Olympic team, but isn't isn't bothering him now. But like, 
it's if it's not a health thing, it's a thing. Like it's just he's just not shooting well. And and I'm not worried to the point of, oh no, like he's he's a bad shooter now. In fact, I went back and looked. So this is that that stretch from November 28th to December 10th, 2014. Those seven games, the worst seven game shooting streak of Damon Lillard's career, um, when he when he shot, you know, 19% from three for two weeks. Um he followed that up with an eight game stretch where he shot 48% from three. He leveled out. So I think it's two things. One, you know, he follows up that terrible shooting stretch uh, back in his third season with a red hot shooting stretch. You know, it's seven games under 19%, eight games above 48%. Like, this is, this is the, um, this is sort of the balance of being a good shooter. I'll say this. That season, 2014-15, Damon Lord made the all-star team and had the worst three-point shooting season of his career. The only season of his career he shot under 35%. The worst shooting stretch of his career also coincided with a bad shooting season. Do I think Dame is going to shoot under 35% from three this year? I do not. But um, the the sort of like they need him to like that was a that was a year where he underperformed from three and it included his worst shooting stretch of the season. Obviously, those two things are related. It's hard to shoot your worst. It's, it's, it makes sense you would have your worst shooting rat stretch during your worst shooting season. Duh. And I'm not saying that these are that's we're on the way there. What I, I'm merely saying is that it's it. While you can say that he'll get right, and I think he will. I think he will. I I, I still while I think while I would say I'm concerned. I'm not. I'm far from panicking. Um, I still think he's. I still think he's going to be one of the best offensive players in the league. Um, he is not. He's playing bad basketball. He's just not shooting well. Um, I think he'll find a balance. I think him and Chauncey will find a balance. And I think he'll have a stretch where he goes on a tear like he did um, back in 2014 when he, you know, had followed up a, a bad shooting couple weeks with a great shooting couple weeks. I uh, shot basically 40% over the next month after that, after that really rough stretch, right? Like, um, I think it'll even out. I think he's an, I think he's going to end up shooting, you know, 38% for the year and, and, uh, you know, and, averaging 29 and, and 11 or something like he's going to be really good. I'm not freaking out, but it's, it's, it's part of the story that we have to, to, to address. And at this point it's closing in on the worst shooting stretch of his career. And it's, it is, it is not the reason why they lost, but so much of like the reason why they lost because they, they played bad defense in the second half. And the reason why they lost is because the other parts, you know, Rocco and Norm and CJ didn't pick up the slack and, and, there's some other stuff that I'll talk about that's close the show that I think is a part of, you know, when ends the loss, but the most important part of this whole dang thing is what Dame can do. And if Dame is a superstar, the Blazers have a chance to get to their goals. And if Dame is, is not that whatever is less than, um, then you, it starts to be alarming. And we're, we're six games into a very long season, but it's undeniable at this point that this is one of the worst shooting stretches of his career and one of the worst shooting stretches that he's ever had to open a season. Um, he's been a guy who st he started slow last year and, and ended up being pretty darn good. I'm pretty convinced he'll be pretty darn good. But at this point, that it'd be better for, it'd be better for all involved if it went ahead and started right away. If he just ripped off a couple against against Philly on Monday night, the Blazers play back-to-back -back Monday in Philly and then Wednesday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if Dame went, went ahead and um, had some wild shooting nights against uh, the Sixers and Cleveland Cavaliers, I think a lot of us would calm down. I'm not worried, but like, it's a topic on the show because it's a real part of the, of the season. So um, no, I think it's at this point it's highlighted, underlined, italicized, in bold, all that. We all know it's happening. Um, it, it's not in any 
it's not in any f- funky font though. At this point, it's just a thing to know about it, about the season is that he's not shooting well. Um, let's wait. Let's wait. I'll put a number on it. Let's say Sunday. That's uh, four games from now. We'll check back in. That's 10 games into the season. And, and, and wherever Dame is, we won't, we won't talk Dame shooting unless he gets hot, but 10 games in, we'll kind of assess where Dame's at and, and what everyone's comfort level is. Cause I think we freaked out about Dame enough in this space, but it's, it's, it is just, it is part of the story. Uh, there were a couple strategic things that I think the Blazers could have done slightly differently in um, in this game against Charlotte, and I want to touch on those and then look ahead to the Philly game in the third segment. So that's what we'll do to close out the show. But before we do that, let's talk about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. The best tasting protein bar I've ever had. I've been telling y'all about Bill Bars for a long time. I've also been eating them in my home for a long time because I enjoy them. I'm a fan of the peanut butter brownie. I'm a fan of the cookies and cream. Um, but it, whether whether you're into those, and I recommend them, or you're looking for something uh, like salted caramel or double chocolate or the fruit flavors like orange and strawberry or some of the new seasonal flavors. They got Halloween flavors. I'm sure they'll have, uh, as we roll into other holidays, more of those for a limited time. Like whatever it is, you'll find something that uh, that excites your your flavor palette excites your taste buds on uh, built.com but you'll also with no matter what you're choosing you'll find bars that pack a punch they're tasty and healthy 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories four to five grams of sugar and no more than five grams of net carbs go get yourself some go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 you get 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about the Blazers' third quarter and second half collapse. We talked about Damian Lillard shooting. Um, it, this wasn't all bad. Like, Charlotte's pretty good. Um, I We'll see. Like, one of the big questions, if you listen to, to the show that I did on... Uh, post on Saturday, the show that I did uh, after the Blazers beat the Clippers is like, the big question was like, does this thing travel? Their one road game that looked really bad. Um, you know, they gave up 72 points in the second half of this game. That's too many. Uh, I'm not a big believer in this team being like an elite defensive team, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in this team being a better defensive team. 72 points is too many. Um, that that was troubling. And I think one of the things, I, this was a game that was, it was kind of the first game where I was like, okay, I'm ready to see some experiments we haven't seen. And part of it is because um, the Hornets' ability to go small, um, you know, and go small and stay big. Like Miles Bridge is just a, a load on the wing and, and Gordon Hayward is just like a big guy who can handle, so you need size on him. And I thought Norman Powell did okay on on uh, Gordon Hayward, so I'm not too worried about that. But when they went uh, when they went even smaller and had Oubre and, 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 and PJ Washington in the game, and they basically just spread the Blazers out. And that's, a, that's kind of how they closed the game over the final seven minutes. I would have liked to see the Blazers make a lineup change that went away from the center, but also gave us, you know, uh, they went eventually went small over the final six minutes, but like before, as the game was kind of slipping away, I would have liked to see them go to something that was more akin to that. Um, I would have liked, it's not just Larry Nance at, at center. Like I'm not just banging the drum cause I'm a Larry Nance guy. Um, there's like, I have more logic to it. I want to see Nance and Rocco play together at the four and the five. And I'd love to see have Nas on the wing for those minutes. Um, it, 
we didn't get there like it, at at the end of the game because Rocco had been really bad and, and needed to, to sit and, and Nurk just wasn't a good matchup. They went with Seller because he's more athletic, more switchable um, on on offense. Like he's just or on defense rather. He's he's a better athlete. Um, he's not as he's not as physical and he's, he's just not overall as good a basketball player. But in terms of just like being able to stay in front of athletes, he's a better choice than um, than team than teams that can punish the Blazers if, if they stay big with Nurk. But I would like to see them. Uh, I would like to see them go with that that smaller group. I, you know, Nas, Rocco, and Larry Nance match size and athleticism with your your longest, most most athletic parts. Uh, we haven't seen that from uh, from uh, Chauncey Phillips. It's he. I assume he just it's just not he's he's not comfortable with it. He doesn't want to see it. Whatever. Um, you know, he's still he's still figuring this thing out. And the Blazers have been pretty good. So like, uh, it's. But but this was a game where I was like, this is this was the time to do it. The other thing is, I would like to see just in the run of play, uh, Larry Nance, Rocco, and one of the centers. I'd like to see them play their biggest possible lineup because there were a couple times when it just size was an issue. You know, Miles Bridges got it on the block against or on the wing against uh, CJ and and once against Dame, and he just he took both of them to the rack. He's just strong and fast, and he's just a level of athlete that. You know, Dame, Dame is strong as hell. Um, CJ has gotten so much stronger throughout his career, but they're not, you know, six seven, and they don't. And uh, you know, Miles Bridges probably has thirty five pounds on each of them. Like he's he's a load. Put put your put your biggest parts in there. Uh, Nazir Little came in and played pretty well with some good energy and made some threes. Um, you know, he's imperfect or whatever it is, but like this was a game that I would like to see the Blazers experiment with their lineups, particularly when the kind of the game was going south would be to, to, to mix it up and give, give, you know, they were in it. They were only down one entering the fourth quarter. So this wasn't like panic time. Like, Hey, why did you wait so long to go to it? And I don't mean to suggest that by any means, but you know, they, they kind of, the third quarter, they were sloppy and the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, they didn't have it. And I think that was a perfect time to sort of go with a different bench group that could maybe kind of, shake things up and, and they didn't um this that's not like a not a big critique that's like a minor I, a minor thing that i would file under maybe this was worth trying like they didn't lose because they didn't do that and i'm not claiming to be like some sort of um rotations genius but uh and, and nurk was pretty good for the most part in this game this was a this was a, a solid nurk game not not one of those bad nurk games where you're like okay we got to find it we got to find a non-nurk solution um so it wasn't like it wasn't desperate but this was a game where the athlete like I think the Blazers' lack of size and athletes on the wing were not exposed, but it was highlighted in this game. Their limitations with how much length and how much size and how many really good athletes they can put out on the on the floor at one time was kind of exposed by a team that has just a bunch of really good wings and is a really good offensive team. Um, they're they're hard to deal with. That's why that's why they've been good so far this season. You know that's why they're four and two, right? Like because they're. Um, They've got a. They can go small and play fast and and challenge teams as a really good offensive group. Um, and I wish the Blazers had tried to match that as best they could. Um, it's it's hard because like the Blazers' starting group is probably their best five man grouping. Um, so it's hard to say like go away from that. Um, and Amphrey Simons was playing really well, but but you it's hard to play Dame and Ant and CJ down the stretch against a team like the Hornets because of just the size problem. Like the, it's just a tough puzzle to thread plus tough needle to thread. It's not, it's just like, that's, that's tough. It is um, to have those three guys out there against that specific team. So it's like, do you bench CJ who has 25 for Ant? That doesn't seem like the move, even if Ant's playing well. And so it's like, do you pull him for norm? Well, if you do that, you're really sacrificing a lot on defense and they'd been struggling to get stops. Like it was, you kind of saw, 
you saw kind of where they end up sometimes, which is that they don't have answers to certain questions. And you saw it with Paul George and the Clippers is a really big, talented wing kind of gave the Blazers the business, but they handled everyone else. And this was a group that has more bigger and talented wings and gave them, um, gave them some issues. You know, LaMelo ball is not super big and strong, but he's six, seven and was able to get to his floater and hit some crazy shots. And, um, he's very talented and got going and they didn't keep him out of the lane. And I don't think like putting Larry Nance on him or something is a solution. I don't mean to suggest that it is, but this was a game where I think they're the physical limitations of what the Blazers best group looks like were on display. And I think it could have been worthwhile to experiment with some other groupings. I think that's the simplest way to say it. That is going to do it for today's show. Uh, I said I was going to preview the, the Sixers, but one, I don't really love game previews because uh, things, ha- things change quickly. Um, and two, I ran out of time talking about the lineup stuff, but here's a preview of, of the Sixers. Um, Joel Embiid is really good and they don't ever play very minutes with a point with a point guard. And if Seth Curry has a good game, the Sixers win. He's the guy to slow down. If Seth Curry shoots well, he's, he's quite frankly, um, one of the best shooters in the history of the sport. If he shoots well, if he gets hot, if he has 20 plus, it's hard to beat the Sixers. Um, you can kind of let Joel Embiid eat. Joel Embiid versus Nurk should be a fun matchup. Uh, looking forward to that one. But if you're kind of looking for the secondary player as a barometer for how good the Sixers can be it's Seth Curry it's when he's good they're great do me a favor tell your friends about this podcast they can get it wherever they already get podcasts and on YouTube make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel just search Locked on Blazers and then smash that subscribe button we post a show every day of the week it's a daily the only daily Portland Trailblazers podcast and also five days a week available on YouTube it's free everywhere you get podcasts and on YouTube so tell your friends if you're looking for more Blazer content tell them to look for Locked on Blazers we'll be there waiting for them appreciate you listening talk to you soon